Hey, Matt. Hey, Rod. I just got to say, if you guys talk about the royal wedding on your next podcast, I'm boycotting you guys. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 61 for Wednesday, May the 4th, 2011. I'm Rod Gomez. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your comments. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, we review the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. I get a chance to sit down with the Ports President, Pat Philippon, and we give you a few things to do on Cinco de Mayo. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau with your Stockton Weekend Activities Guide. Friday, we'll start off in Lodi, actually, and we'll be at the First Friday Art Hop. That's in Hutchins Street Square. There'll be a Mother's Day jewelry show, lots of artists uh, displaying their works there, and you can get more information at LodiArts.org also on that event. And then also Friday at the Stockton Arena, the Stockton Wolves take on the Reno Barons. This is our new uh, amateur football, indoor football team at the Stockton Arena, so go check out the Stockton Wolves. Uh, This Friday, game time is 7.30. And on Saturday, we have Astronomy in the Park at Oak Grove Regional Park, always a popular event. Starts at 7.30. Uh, The Stockton Astronomical Society provides telescopes for viewing the stars, so it's a great educational event. Uh, for your kids and for families, and everything is free. Just park entrance is five bucks there. And then, looking for more bargains, go to free admission day at the Hagen Museum. This Saturday is free admission day, and that'll be uh, from noon to five. The museum is open. You definitely want to go check out the great exhibits that are going on right now. They have fairy tale art, which are illustrations from children's books. Pastels USA, that's the 25th annual international. Uh, open exhibition, and of course the Lion Decker exhibit is still going on. So definitely check out those events this weekend and find more local events at visitstockton.org. And until next time, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton. Welcome back, Rod. Yes, sir. Um, recording a little bit later than than normal, but uh, still still kicking out another show this week. Hey, um, there was a pretty big event that happened uh, very recently that uh, had the whole world watching. Of course, we're talking about the royal wedding. Absolutely, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no. So I, let's go. Let's go play by play on that uh, okay. whole whole thing. No, we're just kidding, Gabe. <laughs> we're kidding. We're not going to talk about the royal waste wedding. of time. Well, I don't agree with you there, but I, I know. But do. we're not going to talk about it on the show. But I do want to get a, a little serious um, j- just for a quick minute, Rod, and um, and didn't really uh, warn you or prep you about this, but I, you know, I just wanted to just uh, just make a quick comment um, as it relates to the the recent news of the um, the killing of Osama bin Laden, and there was a you know the social media certainly was a buzz uh, that day. I mean, all over Twitter, all over Facebook, I was getting text messages 
um, you know, all through the night. And, you know, I, I guess, I guess I just want to say, you know, there's, you know, he's a, he's a, he was a terrible, um, you know, person. He did terrible things. Um, you know, it, it's, it's deplorable the things that, you know, that he has done, not just, you know, to the to people in the U S but people throughout the world. Um, but I, I find myself being in a difficult, difficult predicament where I don't want to overly celebrate the death of a person. Um, but I, I did, I did just want to take this time just as I did in my Facebook comment the night of it, um, that, you know, before, before this, this happened, you know, after this happened, bottom line, you know, I support our, you know, our military. It's a, it's a, damn difficult job. You know, you've done it, Rod, you're in the military for 10 years. You know, this is, this is not something that I take lightly. I support our troops. Um, I, I recognize that in, in a democracy and in our, in our, um, lifestyle and our government style, we need to, you know, we need to protect our freedom. So I get that, you know, and more, more than anything, I know I'm rambling here, but I, I you know, it's about the support and the people that are still out there. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just wanted to say that it's probably the biggest news event, um, certainly this year, um, certainly much bigger than the Royal wedding, but, um, you know, re regardless before this, after this, you know, the military certainly has, has my full support. And, you know, along those same lines too, I obviously have been affected in many ways, having not only served, but of course having friends that have served and are still serving and have been to Iraq, Afghanistan, and, uh, even a few of my close and personal friends growing up as, as kids, uh, you know, they've lost their lives over this. And, and my first thought, of course, after I found out was to, uh, one of my, again, my childhood friends, uh, his, his brother who growing up was, you know, my brother too, in, in a sense that we all grew up together and we all played around and we all teased him just the same as, as if, you know, he were my own brother, but, uh, Jesse Meisner, who was killed in Iraq, um, yeah, you know, one of those, one of those awful situations where it really, it was, he was serving his country. He, he died a hero. And, you know, you just, when you think about the ramifications of what happened recently and finding out that Osama is no longer alive, it just, it brings those type of things into perspective. He knew what he was doing. Um, and of course his family still carrying on his legacy, uh, I want to thank those troops too. I want to thank all the troops that uh, are over there now that have been there, that have, have missed birthdays, have missed anniversaries, um, and that aren't going to be coming home uh, or, or coming home in a, in a less than admirable way. Um, I just want to remember all of those guys for, for doing what they do. And again, a lot of my brothers and sisters in arms are still in harm's way. Um, you know, we may have got one, but this is certainly not done. Uh, you right. know, there's still several people out there that don't like us, that, that would like to see us off the face of the earth. So go ahead. And if you feel like celebrating, celebrate. But just remember that, uh, you know, you could chop off the head. Another one's going to grow up soon. So Right. And notice that uh, when, when President Obama gave his speech, there wasn't a mission accomplished banner behind him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. not. No 76 trombones. Right. So, yeah, we want to thank you all again uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Recently, there was an event at the uh, storied Banner Island Ballpark that I wasn't <laughs> there for. Um, and of course, we're talking about the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, which we actually covered last week. But this is uh, 
this is one of those things where we want to talk about it afterwards because again an event like this that's so important has such a great cause behind it we uh we like to review those things and matt and uh matt you actually had a couple of uh, uh or at least one person with you on the cause yeah, there was a lot. There was quite a few people that said that they were going to make it out there with me, but uh, only only my brother Jr. Um, actually made it out. No, nobody else. Everybody else came up with an excuse. So, um, so shame on them. No, some of them were they were really good excuses, but um, there were some that were pretty weak. But I tell you, it was a. Uh, you know was, who you are. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and they they do listen. So, uh, it, it was another it was another great event. Um, I, I would call out the, the two biggest differences. Um, one, uh, as compared to last year, well, there's a few differences, but you know, before the event happened, um, all of the men that were walking um, went down. You would know what section it is, but it's right off of, you know, right as you're, it's on the left, uh, sorry, on, on the um, yeah, left field side, right by the, um, right by home plate. But we all sat there. Um, and um, there was some, you know, a couple of words spoken by, um, Joel Gomez, a couple words from Amanda King, and then um, all of the men took a pledge, you know, to um, you know to, to do our part to stand up against um, rape and sexual violence, um, and that was pretty stirring. Um, Amanda King had had read a letter that was sent to the uh, the women's center that uh, you know she she got choked up, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a guy out there that wasn't impacted by it, but um, that was a, a a great way to start it. Um, the other thing is last year we walked around twice. Yeah, I see. And I told somebody that and they, they didn't believe me that twice was a mile. It's not. And, uh, yeah, this year we walked three times. So that's a mile and it hurt. I'm sure three times around. And, uh, you know, it's not a race. It's not a race, but, um, if it were, if it were a race, then uh, JR and I lost because we came in dead last. Nice. Um, we started off in the middle of the pack, but, uh, you know, it was another, another great day at Banner Island. It was really windy. And I, I wonder if it, if it was... Um, if, if the wind was what, uh, caused the crowds to go away, cause it was a smaller crowd than last year. I haven't seen the, the, the numbers, but, uh, it, it was a little bit smaller than last year, but, uh, still a great, a, an absolute great event. Um, a lot of familiar faces from last year, some new faces. I talked to a couple of folks that, that, that had never done it before. Um, but it was great. And, uh, you know, my wife and one of my daughters were out there with me. Um, you know, it was cool when I walked around, they, they high-fived me. That was, uh. You know, that I, I, I like that, you know, that my daughter gets to see me walking around with, with some heels and they were, they were kind of cool. They were pink strappy thingies. I saw, I saw the pictures. I was impressed with described. your pick this year. That was a very, that was very stylish. And uh, you know what? I got a lot of props on the Flickr and the Facebook about not wearing socks because JR wore socks. Um, but, uh, I decided to go sockless and I got some, I got some props from the ladies out there. Of course. Um, but uh, it was another great, another great day at, um, at a, another walk a mile event. But, and, you know, again, just a reminder that, you know, it's a, it's, it, it's a fun event, but again, it's, it's to, you know, to raise funds and raise awareness for, for, um, um, against rape and, and sexual violence. But, um, yeah, and we, we missed having you. There was quite a few people that, that looked, you know, they'd look at me and they'd look around me, look at me and look around me and <sighs> say, where's Rod? Well, okay. unfortunately, uh, I was a prior commitment. I had a prior commitment, but that prior commitment got preempted by work. So. Uh, while Matt was walking a mile, I was actually holding down the airwaves on k Uh, and a few people actually heard me because k was out there supporting it. So, uh, I think a few people actually heard my alibi. So, uh, I am clear. Oh, there you go. I'm cleared. There you go. So, uh, well, m- maybe that's why they were looking for you. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, um. I didn't notice. I, I didn't hear the radio. I mean, you didn't notice that I wasn't there. Matt didn't notice. No, that I, I didn't notice you were there. <laughs> I did. I, I really missed the event because again, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the cause. I do enjoy being out there with all the other men that, uh, again, like I said last week, are man enough to step up and to, to do something 
out of the ordinary to step out of the box and, and out of the shoe box as it were, and just, <laughs> uh, you know, and embrace a cause. And, yeah. and that's, I did miss that. Yeah. And, um, uh, next year I'm going to try to, I'm going to, in advance, I'll, I'm going to buy a, a pair of shoes. Um, because, uh, you know, the, you pay a little bit more to get to borrow shoes when you're out there, but I want to find, you know, I want to get a, a something that's, that's distinctively me, maybe, you know, with the, you know, Kansas City Chiefs logo on, or, you know, something that that's just me. Um, we'll go shopping. Yeah, there you go. Well, that'll look great. <laughs> the rumor mill is already starting, but, um, again, there's uh if you missed the, the blog post or the Flickr or the Facebook, um, we'll put links in the show notes to where you can see those, those great pictures of, um, me and my brother, JR walking in, uh, walking a mile in her shoes. Well, now that the Stockton port season is well underway and we are already into May, um, Rod had a chance to sit down with Pat Philippone, president of the Stockton Ports Baseball Club. All right, so I'm here with Pat Philippone today, the president of the Stockton Ports, of your Stockton Ports, I should say. And uh, just thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, so we talk about being president of the team. Uh, a lot of people don't know how baseball clubs are actually put together. So why don't you just explain a little bit about what a president does? Okay, well... It's a few things. I mean, one of the things that I like about my job, it's very varied and no two days are alike. But I mean, the biggest misconception is people think I'm responsible for the talent on the field. And you know, how minor league baseball works is we have a contract with Major League Baseball that outlines who pays for what and just the logistics of professional baseball. So with that, we have an agreement with the Oakland Athletics. They're our Major League affiliate. So they provide the players, provide the manager. And... Uh, players that come here and what they're taught and what they do while they're here is all the responsibility of the athletics. My role is a business role. So I focus on marketing the product, presenting a good product to get people to come back, maintain the facility, and you know, looking for opportunities for future growth and revenue and you know, making the team viable within Stockton, making the ports a good partner to local businesses so they can grow their business while also reaching out to the community. Um, being a good target for families to have fun, affordable entertainment in their hometown or within this region. And just, you know, generally just having a positive product that can give back to the community as well with some of the charitable endeavors that we, we take upon. So there's a lot to it. I love it. And uh, again, one of my favorite things about it, it's such a varied job that there's so many different things to do. And I get to meet a lot of people all through a great game of baseball. So don't blame you if uh, you don't like the guy that's pitching that night, right? Don't blame me. A lot of people do, but uh, you have to blame the A's on that one. But uh, we're fortunate the A's are a very good partner and uh, provided us competitive teams most every year. And uh, quality of people they've sent us has also been good. We've always had good guys that have helped us with our community outreach efforts. And uh, so, you know, come out, have a good time. The Ports win all the better. If they don't win, hey, they're trying hard and we're going to do the best we can to have a winning team plus a great experience for you out of Banner Island Ballpark. So how long have you been actually uh, the president here? I got to Stockton in August of 06. So uh, coming up on five years. And then you actually got here the year after 
uh, Banner Island was introduced, right? So you're not familiar with Billy Hebert much. You've seen it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, actually, it's funny. I went to Billy Hebert for the first time last summer um, with someone with the Oakland A's. We're going out to lunch, and he said something about it. And I said, you know, I've never even been there. I don't, I don't know where it is, which was true. And um, so he remembered where it was, and we drove over and got out and walked around a little bit. So obviously, you know, a much nicer facility now. I, you know, I'm partial to old ballparks, too. I think they all have a certain charm. I think what you find in a lot of places, and certainly Billy Hebert seems to be that way, is that you know, it was built in the 40s and probably a hot, hopping part of town. Well, 70 years later, it's not the hot part of town like downtown is. So, you know, we have a much nicer facility, no question, but the location's a big part of it as well. Well, let's talk about the facility then. I mean, Banner Island Ballpark opened in 2005, uh, the same year that the arena pretty much got its uh, christening. And uh, this is a ballpark unlike a lot of minor league ballparks around here. So really what makes this stand out against the other ones that you've been to? Well, it's the nicest ballpark in the Cal League. Um, it's arguably one of the nicest ones in the country in minor league baseball. Um, I, I, the unique things, there's a few of them here. I mean, I love the facility, so I'm certainly partial to it. But uh, the unique things is the setting on the water, obviously. Um, that the fact that we have a 360-degree concourse makes that setting that much more impressive because you can walk the entire facility with inside while you're at a game and uh, you get to see the delta the water the boats and all the activity down there while the game is going on so that's certainly nice another nice feature is that the diamond is sunken in from ground level so you walk in on ground level you can see below and all the seats are down below so that also makes it you know much more closer to the field of play and in the action a much more intimate setting and and the third thing that i really like about it is it's small it's, it's a good size it's not over bearing with the, how big it is uh, we have 4200 seats plus we have grass overflow so it's it's nice and I think particular two particular areas that stand out that everyone's impressed with is the Comcast Club right behind first base and then the Jackson Ranch rear back porch out in right field where you're in essence sitting in the field of play so it's a great facility can't say enough about it we work hard to keep it clean keep it functional and seven years later you know, no one can believe that it's seven years into its life, but uh, we're really pleased with how the, the facility has shaped up, the reception it has within the community, and you know, being able to work here and uh, operate the facility. So we touched on earlier a little bit about how your role as president is uh, the whole marketing of this team, and obviously you've got a really strong staff behind you. And uh, again, you know, there's a lot of people that come out to these games, they sit in the seats, they enjoy the game, but they don't realize all the work that it actually takes behind the scenes to put one of these things on. I mean, they see the product on the field, but what they're not understanding is that uh, it takes a whole team of people uh, to put it on. So just talk a little bit about what your staff does to prepare for uh, a game, uh, let alone a season, you know, and a game as well. Well, it's right. I always joke that people think, hey, we show up on opening day, flip the light switch, and everything happens. Well, that's not how it works. Um, you know, there's an art. I always say there's an art and a science to the transition from the season to the off season. So, primarily, what we do in the off season is plan uh, our upcoming season and execute our plan. And by executing, the first step is always the selling of our products, selling sponsorships, selling tickets on the sponsorship side. You, know, you have to do that in the offseason because you want to be ready to activate the plans for opening day and for the five months. I mean, we have 70 home games, and for our partners, it's important to be visible and active within those 70 games. So it's not like you can just sit around and wait. You know, you, you need, it takes a lot of time to get that done and to ramp it up to be ready in April. Uh, on the ticket side, we're selling tickets year-round. Uh, season tickets primarily are done in the offseason focus on businesses for those. A lot of individuals also buy them, but businesses can utilize the inventory a little bit more. 
So we do a lot on that, and then we also do a lot of planning on promotions, you know, what we want to do, what kind of ideas that we have to uh, bring fans into the park, create interest within the, within the market. And then we have a community component. We're always trying to get out, be visible, um, and do some different things with our school programs, our charitable programs and such. So the off-season is very busy. The big difference for us right now season is that, you know, 7 o'clock we don't have 3,000 people showing up. So, uh, but uh, the off-season is fun. But there's nothing like the season. It's a lot more fun seeing your product unveiled and getting immediate feedback from your patrons. And generally, it's good. But you know, if it's not good, you know, you can take something from that to try to make something better, so the experience is better the next time that person comes back. And really, I think that's the the best part of the staff's job. Um, I know I'm a little biased because you know, obviously, my position. But again, you know, you realize that uh, while the team may be suffering or maybe doing good, whatever, that withstanding, you know, you. Your job and, and the job of the staff is to put the product out there for them to enjoy it, win, lose, or, or draw. So, um, again, I know that you, you take pride in that as well. No question. I mean, I, I'm very pleased. I have a great staff, no question. And I also think that they're all invested in this community, invested in our product, and invested in making sure our fans and our sponsors get value, uh, not only for their monetary commitment, but also their investment in time, which is also an important and crucial resource in people's lives now is time so you know we, we have a good energetic group so and we're also receptive too which I think is good you know we'll take ideas from fans we'll take ideas from employees to make things better so uh, it, I think it shows we certainly excuse me you know no one's perfect we can always get better and we're always going to strive to get better but um, I think it shows that we are committed to what we do and people appreciate that. And the Ports are a historic franchise. I mean, this is a team that goes back to 1946 in, in dominance anyways. I mean, before that. But, uh, again, it, it started to, to catch on in 46. So, you know, what did it, what was it like for you to take on a, a team that had this much history? I love it because all the other teams I've run in baseball really are, are, are newer teams that sprouted out, you know, from the 80s or the 90s. So I love having a team with the detailed history of the Ports because I'm a baseball fan. I love the history of the game. So I've really done all I could to embrace that and, and uh, to show it off and bring out alumni out here whenever we can. You know, it's still always a challenge just trying to get guys uh, to come out and be involved. We found a good group of guys from the 50s and even some guys from the 40s that played here that uh, have been great. So it's been been a personal enjoyment of mine to be able to meet some of these folks and, uh, and get to know them and the history they share. And, they're part of this great game but uh, you know it is cool having the history it's also cool bragging that we won 11 titles and no one else in the league's history has won that many so Most in the uh, Cali, right? yeah exactly so you know we'll keep uh we'll keep embracing our history and try to uh, do more and more with it as we can and of course you know you talk about uh, minor league teams are all affiliated with some major league team at some point in their in their career and of course the the ports have been with the brewers have been the reds uh been with the Rangers, I believe, for a short time. Um, but, of course, now with the A's, uh, it feels like the A's have taken uh, – maybe it's because they're so close or maybe, you know, because of the fact that they're, uh, you know, Cal League and, and they, their affiliations with it over the years. But it seems like the A's have taken an active role in, in the Ports uh, everyday activities. We see a lot more A's players out here. And uh, I, I'm not sure if it's because we bred within. But um, talk about the A's involvement with the Ports now. Well, the A's are a good partner. I mean, they understand what we're trying to do. They're, at the end of the day, they're good people that uh, will work with us. Um, the 
fact that we have a great facility and the fact that we're close to them enables us some benefits of rehabbing players. If a guy's getting ready to get back to the big leagues to get activated, you know, they generally like to send them out to play a few games to make sure all the kinks are worked out. So with having Stockton and Sacramento in their system, they have two options to send players, and it's generally whoever's home because they like to do it while the, the teams are home. So we've benefited quite a bit from that. We like that. Um, all the A's people have been great to work with, and I think it's good. But they're also committed to player development. So you can see, I believe it's 10 guys in their 25-man roster have played in Stockton. So uh, that's great, and that's something that we hope to continue to uh, grow and promote the guys that are there that came through our place. So uh, it's always fun to be able to recognize an alumnus. And, you know, for the fans, too, they see him in Stockton, and a couple years later they can go to Oakland and see him in Oakland. So because, uh, again, a lot of people are, are naive to, uh, to baseball, this is not your only gig, right? You actually have uh, several teams that you're affiliated with that you uh, – that you take care of as well, right? Stockton is is only one of a, of many, right? We own three teams. So I'm the president of seventh inning stretch, and um, we own three teams. I'm based and spend most of my time in Stockton, but I do travel and oversee the other two teams, uh, those being the Delmarva Shorebirds, which is in Salisbury, Maryland, in the South Atlantic League. We're affiliated with the Baltimore Orioles. And then their third team is the Everett Aqua Sox, which is in Everett, Washington, which is 30 miles north of Seattle. We're affiliated uh, with the Seattle Mariners in the Northwest League up there. So, yes, I am involved in those clubs. Um, you know, I'm physically not there day to day, but, uh, you know, I obviously have uh, general managers on the site there that report to me. And, uh, you know, we've, we're proud of our efforts in those facilities as well and those markets and what we've been able to do there. And so you actually, did you move to Stockton when you, or have you been a uh, Stockton resident before that? I, I moved to Stockton when I uh, was hired for this position. So I, I did not live here native of Washington, D.C. area, um, but I was lured to California and to, in 1998, the end of the 98 season, to Ranch Cucamonga. So I was there for five years, and then I was recruited and hired to run the Fresno team, and I did that for three years till this opportunity came up. And this was just a, too sweet of a deal for you, right? Too sweet of a deal, and uh, it's, um, I haven't looked back. I love being here. I love... Uh, facility. Uh, Tom Volpe and I have a great working relationship. I love seventh inning stretch and able, the fact that we've been able to pipe two more teams and uh, really grow our business has uh, been exciting for me. That's, and so we talk, you know, we were talking about the fans as well and there's a lot of reasons for fans to come to the park but in your you know, in your professional opinion in your position as president really what is the, the main reason that people need to come out to Banner Island because you know, it's a lot of fun but I, I think there's a lot of reasons you said, but I think the main reason is there's nowhere you can come out and be entertained in as many ways as we can provide. We provide top-notch professional sports in between the lines. We provide great enter entertainment outside the lines, so to speak. You're comfortable in a wonderful, clean facility. We have great food, and the best part of all of it, it's affordable. And the best part about baseball, and one of the reasons why it's the greatest game on earth, is that... It's a social game when you come to it. You can sit there, the pace of the game enables you to be able to talk to your neighbors, talk to your family, talk to your coworkers, or meet new people while you're here. And uh, you wrap all that into one, it's a great product, and uh, it's something that we're really proud of. And uh, we draw well, but like I said earlier, we have room to improve, and we want to get as many people out here as we can. Outstanding. All right, now there's a certain amount of questions that everybody gets for coming on podcast, Stockton, and these are questions that are easily answered, so don't be afraid. But the first one is how long have you been in Stockton? I know we've answered that before, but how long have you been in Stockton? I moved here in August of 06, so almost five years. Almost five years. And what's your favorite part about Stockton? 
my favorite part about Stockton, um, there's a few things. I mean, I like there's that there's uh, a lot to do primarily downtown. I mean, I love our facility. I love the arena, I like the movie theater, and just the whole area down here is nice. Um, I like the fact that it's a very convenient city too. That it's close to Sacramento, it's close to the Bay Area. I'm a sports fan. Um, I'm a music fan, so I have a lot of options to do those things in my spare time to go see other sporting events at other places or go see concerts. And you know, I, having that in so many different locations is great. You know, when I lived in Fresno for three years, it was tough because you're in the middle of just Fresno, and there wasn't many options. You couldn't see major league sports live very easily. So. Um, you know, so that's one of the big things. I love the weather. And, uh, I just, I, I generally just enjoy Stockton. So what's your favorite Stockton memory? My favorite Stockton memory is winning the title in 2008 with the Ports. So that, that's my favorite Stockton memory during my five years here. Hands down, right? Put yeah, it in your, in your ring closet. You're good to go for a while, huh? Absolutely. Looking for another one always, though. Yes. That's for sure. No question. And so, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but what is your absolute favorite thing to do in Stockton? You get a day off. What's the first thing you want to do? You know, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, I spend so much time working, and I love my job, so I don't consider that a bad thing when I get a day off I like to get caught up on the personal side with the family a little bit but I, I do like to go to events to go to games go to concerts or what have you I mean generally a perfect day for me and an off day is just relaxing doing getting caught up in some reading and going to a game somewhere all right outstanding so again this is uh, Pat Philippon the president of seventh inning stretch which includes of course the Stockton ports and uh, again if you're not coming out to the ball game shame on you but of course uh, you know, Pat and his staff are putting on a great show, and uh, we appreciate him joining us on the show today. And again, your tickets are available at StocktonPorch.com or 209-644-1900. All right, and of course, purchase your tickets. There's a lot of great events coming up. Still, plenty of time in the season to catch uh, some great folks. Even a Dallas Braden bobble, uh, bobble belly here later on. And uh, again, great times we had at the ballpark. So uh, come on out. I'm Doug Caldwell, CentralValleyBusinessTimes.com, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. Well, of course, there is a very uh, important holiday coming up soon. Besides Mother's Day, of course. And that, of course, is Cinco de Mayo, which is one of those holidays where... Again, it's a great reason to celebrate, have a good time, and just enjoy life and enjoy a beautiful day. I'm pretty sure it's going to be gorgeous. I, I see nothing that uh, points to the contrary, of course. Uh, just another gorgeous day in Stockton, California, a reason to get out and have a good time with fellow Stocktonians. Am I right, Matt? Or oh, right? yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just for the record, because uh, we kind of got put on a blast last year um, when we should not have. But somebody, you know, had made mention on our website or somewhere on our Facebook or something that, um, you know, that we shouldn't be talking about Cinco de Mayo. It's, it's, not, it's not a real holiday and, and all that. And let me just say, first and foremost, I, I, know, um, I know that Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. I, I know that. I know that. I mean, 
And I've known that since well, since I was in school. So um, I just remember last year I, I did get, I was surprised, maybe it was the year before, but I got some hate mail. And I've always been a little sensitive to that. But bottom line is Cinco de Mayo. With him. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo is, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And there was a great parade downtown this last weekend. But um, yeah, they're, they're definitely um, in just kind of perusing. You know, uh, calling a few places. You know, there's there's quite a few things going on. Uh, Thursday, the the fifth, the uh, um, first one is uh, at Arroyos. I say first; it's not necessarily in alphabetical order, but um, first one at Arroyos, and they're uh, off of March Lane, um, just um, just east of I five. But um, they they're gonna have a, a mariachi band and a DJ. So um, I don't think they normally do that on a Thursday. So if you're into uh, seeing live mariachi. Um, probably not even pronouncing that right, but uh, definitely go check out Arroyos. Okay, and I guarantee you that's a show you're not going to want to miss because those mariachi bands are amazing. Yeah. I wanted to be a, a trumpet player oh. in a mariachi band, but I never, never did get the chance to. And I, I still would like to live out that dream. Yeah. And uh, Arroyos is great, um, is a great layout for, for that kind of stuff. So uh, yes, because you can hear it all yeah, over the place. It's so a big, it's a big, big place right on the water. Beautiful restaurant. Absolutely. All right. And so uh, another place that's having some great Cinco de Mayo festival, of course, is El Torito. Um, El Torito, you can almost stumble out of Arroyos and make it to El Torito. Yeah, so and vice versa, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So if you go to El Torito first and you want to go to Arroyos next, then by all means, plan it. Uh, but they're going to have uh, DJ uh, DJ spinning, and they're going to also have drink specials all night long. And, of course, you would expect that coming from El Torito, which is one of those places that uh, celebrates Taco Tuesday. But on Thursday, they're going to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Right. And uh, Casa Flores, the uh, the one at Marina, Ben Holt, uh, right off of I-5. Um, they're going to have live music starting around uh, 6, 6 o'clock, and Latin Magic will be playing. And let me tell you, I saw Latin Magic at the um, uh, Prowl and Pacific, and I got a chance to talk a couple days after that with um, with Peter Castanon. And uh, they are so excited to be playing out at uh, Casa Marina. Sorry, Casa Marina. Casa Flores. I'm mixing up my words here, but uh, playing out at Casa Flores um, on, on Cinco de Mayo, they expect a, uh, a pretty good sized crowd. So if you want to see a great, a local band, um, especially if you've never seen, um, Latin magic, definitely, um, go check out Casa Flores, Ben Holt and I five. And of course, no party would be complete without a trip to fats, right? Fats bar and grills out there on Pershing, uh, right in that, uh, John's incredible pizza plaza. So don't go to John's incredible, which is a fine establishment. But of course, if you want to go catch the Mike Torres band, you're going to have to go to fats to do it. Mike Torres band staple, staple in this city right these guys are like uh, legendary when they come around and everybody wants to go see them and from 8 to 12 you can catch them at fats for uh, Cinco de Mayo yeah definitely a uh, definitely a staple in this town um, also on Cinco de Mayo La Iguana Juana on Pacific Avenue they are they have free barbecue once again we say again um, free is our favorite price here at podcast Stockton um, if you buy um, a drink then you get free barbecue they have a Spanish guitar player playing from five to nine it also just happens to be everybody's favorite 59 cent taco Thursday um, they're gonna have great drink specials like three dollar well tequila shots and um, ten dollars for uh, margarita pitchers and we cannot of course do a Cinco de Mayo cover without talking about Shativa's Shativa's one of those places that everybody likes to go to hang out and have a good time. And on Cinco de Mayo, they are going to be celebrating it uh, with the Chamber of Commerce Mixer. So uh, they're going to have uh, live music, Latin should, and uh, R&B, salsa, cumbias, all that great stuff. Uh, if you want to come in before nine, it's all free. Again, our favorite price. But of course, after that's five bucks. So again, 
Uh, Shativas is out there for you also on Cinco de Mayo. So you might want to even close the night down with them. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. And they, they, they are, of course, uh, located in the historic waterfront warehouse on uh, Weber Street in downtown Stockton. So uh, those, are the, those are just a few of the things uh, going on on Cinco de Mayo um, for the adults in the crowd. I should, we, we should have prefaced that because these are all at drinking establishments. But. Well, but, you know, these Arroyos yeah, and El Torito and Casa Flores, you can actually eat food and you don't necessarily have to drink. Tequila. At all. Oh, sorry. Did you say drink? I just naturally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a you know great time you know to, to go out on a on a weeknight and um, you know it's I guess it's like St. Patrick's Day. There's going to be a lot of people partying. So um, just remember, if you drink, don't drive um, at and, all. Uh, do know, the watermelon crawl. Yeah, do the watermelon crawl. <laughs> um, you know, call a cab, call a friend. Um, you know, call somebody, call somebody that cares to have them come pick you up. Um, you know, let's at, le- at least try to stay safe, but to have a uh, a happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I want to thank Pat Philippone for joining us today. If you want to find out more about the Stockton Ports, it's easy. StocktonPorts.com. If you have a question or comment for the show, you can always leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send an email to mail at podcaststockton.com. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we mentioned in today's episode, episode number 61, just check out the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. Rod, you got off lucky. Did I? Yeah, because we we just finished recording, and I um I should have made you wear high heels. Yeah, you should have throughout the entire episode. Yeah, like, and you know, we could have taken video proof, picture proof, sent it to Manny. Um, it's a good thing you didn't go shopping at Kohl's then. Why do they have a sale? I don't know. <laughs> I heard I heard they have a sale again. Sale on pumps. On pumps. There you go. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it until the end of the show. I should have. Uh, and then you'd be sitting and recording a mile in um, a guy's seat wearing female shoes, but oh well. Recording a mile. There you go. Two miles for you next year, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk six times around Banner Island. Oh, Park. there's no way. You better have or, some wedges or some flats. Or better than that, if I'm still the on-field MC, do the entire uh, on-field MC you know, why don't you stick to your uh, your striped suit and your, your your pinstripe suit and the bow tie? That is a good look. Oh, all right. <laughs> See you, Rod. Yes, sir.